answer that question by asking you two questions. One, is this or is this not? Chasing history. Jake Larson. I needed to find this Shaka Khan song. I couldn't think of the name of it, and so I had to stop in the middle of the sidewalk. And two-time Nebraska walk-on trial participant Colton Stone. <laughs> I'm putting a 12-6 that only has a 12 right at the batter's head. <laughs> yes, it is. Two, do I or do I not currently have a pulse? Yes, I do. Let's play football. Good afternoon, beautiful people. It is the finals. It's the, yeah, we are in the finals. I suppose. Which, it's kind of cool because this isn't the fourth one in a row. Yeah, so it's one's well. actually kind of interesting. Uh, four things are certain in life. Death, taxes, Cavs, Warriors, and us having a terrible show. What so, if we took Dorktown and made it, it stupider? We, well, we did it. Uh, actually, this is a repeat time this week. Well, maybe For we once. did it at three last week. Either way, it's a Wednesday. We're chasing history. I think it was at two. I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> I don't uh, I guess you could call this the finals of the postseason. It's the final live episode. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, where both of us are in studio, at least. Um, we might P- we might PTI it this summer and have me on. We might <laughs> Skype it. We might FaceTime. We might not have a show. It's one of the, you know. We might get canceled. Yeah. Well, we uh, we're trying our hardest. <laughs> we're doing and what we can. You know, we're 17 episodes into this thing, and we're still here. So. It kind of you know the show kind of reminds me. Um, it, uh, a new episode of it came out recently, Arrested Development. Our show kind of reminds um, me of Arrested Development because no one cares, except for the differences. Eventually, people cared about Arrested Development after it was too late. Right. No one's just going to care at all. Also, it's a good show. This one's kind of... Yeesh. So. Yeah. Well, you know, we try our best. We try our best. We're learning. And you'd think after 16 times we'd have learned by now, but here we are at number 17, and we're still kind of confused, right? You have no idea. Uh, well, you know. Get home safe. Let's get home safe. Right. Well, Jake, when you move back to Omaha, you better get home safe. You know, I, I'm going to hope that uh, I do. I'm going to hope that I do. Well. So anyways, um, we're going to start off the show, uh, set the tone with something really, really stupid. So I recently had been enjoying... A nice little game uh, came out in 1994, pretty famous, called Ken Griffey Jr. Presents Major League Baseball, with the legendary Ken Griffey Jr. on the cover, of course, and found a lot more uh, to it. It might actually predict the future. So when you complete a game, mm-hmm. this shows how old the game is. They show the box score, right? But they show it in a newspaper, which newspapers have not existed since 1997. <laughs> So anyways, they have the headline when you win the game, like Cubs beat the uh, Silly Nannies 6-2 to two or whatever, and then they have another one related to the game. One of them was, of the three that I have, one of them was Cub outfielder leaves team to play in Japan, which that actually happened that year. A Cubs outfielder on that team, Carl Tuffy Rhodes, not only left the team to play in Japan, but become the all-time home run leader among foreign-born players. So, like, he definitely left the team to play in Japan. And that one's like, haha, that's kind of funny as coincidence, haha. But then, my next game is Cubs fan signs contract after stealing fly ball from outfielder. Okay, that just... When does that happen? <laughs> it's only maybe the most famous foul ball in the history of baseball. That is... A ball I, that more, I saw that. wouldn't have caught. I saw that. And I'm like, okay... This isn't funny anymore. This is 
kind of creeped Alou me out. misses foul ball. Which, okay, let's be honest, he had no way to catch that ball. <laughs> but he did reach over the fence. So this still creeps me out. And then I had one more, which um, hasn't happened yet, but it says Cubs pitchers vow to start beanball war. And I this was after a game that I played with the Car- against the Cardinals. So I really hope that this does predict the future and we have a beanball war because that would make for a very interesting series, wouldn't you think? Um, well, I mean, I think that any rivalry in, in sports should just be chippy as all hell. So, I think yeah, I think just... I think they should all have basketball should have beanball wars. They just throw right. the basketball at each other the whole game like a game of dodgeball. <laughs> I that would make you want to see an NBA finals where they just oh, play dodgeball instead? Who was it? It was wasn't it Shaq dunked on was it it wasn't Lambeer, was it? It was uh it was well it was against the Knicks. It was, oh, the, was it no the Knicks? Knicks and it was ah man, I can't think of his name. He was garbage. He was absolute yeah. garbage. It was also Shaq, so it was. I mean, yeah, which doesn't Dunks make it. Dunks on any... him like swings his legs and then just shoves yes, him I know over exactly who you're talking about. Shoves the ball across the. Um, you talk about him. something. I'm gonna look this up because it's gonna annoy the crap out of me if I can't figure this out. Um, I guess I'll just kind of go. I'm just gonna start, start with the NBA Finals, I'm right? Just start reading the top headlines. No, uh, <laughs> well, just read all your. T- Iguodala, uh, Iguodala is out of. Yeah, just read every tweet on my Twitter. Absolutely. Uh, Iguodala will be out for Game One of the Finals. So. I am not surprised. Like, well, but Kevin Love could be too, so I don't know what the deal is with that yet. Well, that's one all star to four. <laughs> yeah, well, I know. That's like, the thing. Warriors like, fans are still going to complain. The tough part, hey, man, to be fair, and I know that people are like, oh, but they have four all stars, and how can they complain about having Iguodala? It's like, well, their fifth guy is Iguodala, and if he's out, I mean, yes, the other four should be able to do it, but when it comes to defense, like, Iggy is huge for them. And he just like kind of sets the momentum and sets the pace. So, no, they shouldn't complain that they don't have him. But at the same time, like he's an important part. By the way, I found the answer. It's Chris Dudley. Oh, that's right. Nicknamed Dr. Crash. Did you think get my thing about Mayor of Ding Dong City? Yeah, I did. And I that, we listen, mentioned that on the show. La- we it, mentioned so. that on the show last week. Correct. What, what did he say? Yeah, I think so. What so he, he said he that um, a, since he was um, his rookie year when he's in Boston, he's hitting a bunch of home runs. That was when Barstool was a local thing. Mm-hmm. One of the writers um, called him. Cats, maybe. Uh, no, it was. It was man. I, it was another. I think it was one of like the main original guys, like El Prez. I think is actually who it was, who was blogging about the team and called him uh, the mayor of Ding Dong City because he was hitting so many home runs as a rookie, and so. Um, and a lot of fans caught on to that since it was written by, like, Prez himself. And so that's how that name happened. Stuck. Well, anyway, so <laughs> I just – I, I just remember, so bad. No, 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 I mean, <laughs> whatever, yeah. I, I'll admit it. Yeah, yeah we get yeah. off track pretty easily, but uh, that's yeah. okay. That's, that makes it more entertaining. Well, yeah. You, In the same way, it's kind of interesting. Do you want to watch paint dry or do you want to watch a fly try to figure out where the hell it's supposed to land? I don't know. You know, I do enjoy watching compilations of car crashes. And that's what it kind of is. This is is, is what our show is. It's an hour-long compilation. We just need to take (laughs) bits of each of our show and make one long show. Of just going – of us going – so, uh, yeah, I think that could stretch out. Uh, uh, I think it could stretch out to three parts. Yeah, it's going to be a 10-part series called Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do it. We're going to make a 10-part Chasing History documentary. Well, 
It's it's about time we have a goal in where our show is headed. Yeah. <laughs> Getting canceled. I thought that was the goal. You're right. We just mentioned that only eight minutes ago. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, yeah, so we're still alive. Here we so, go. Anyway, Iguodala. Going back to that, you know, I will not have any sympathy for Warriors fans until like all four of their SpongeBob arm uh, all stars are out of the game. Draymond tries to lift, right? You know what? Yeah, he um, he is the one guy who benches more than I do. Hey, I think Kevin Durant. Well, I remember we talked about this. Kevin Durant, like coming into the draft, coming into the draft, I can bench press more than what he could going. But now it's like now he now he can bench press as much as a. 5'10", 160-pound uh, kid can, who is talking about him on a radio show at the University of Nebraska. So good for him, being a professional athlete and being able to do that. Really yeah. setting his goals high. Yeah, well, anyways. Um, no, you're right. I, here's a prop bet for the NBA Finals. How many times will Clay Thompson dribble the ball? Four. For, for the whole finals? Yeah, game once, one. Once per game. Yeah, and so no, here it's going to go into five yes. games, and everything's going to be catch and shoot except for um, the first two games. There will be one time where he has to sidestep until he, you know, does a little crossover, and then there's another one where he has to dribble around a defender uh, oh. with two dribbles in game four, and he'll shoot a three and make it. That's my prediction. So that's just my four. He won't dribble the rest of the time. No, yeah, it's just catch and shoot with I think him. That's fair. I think that's right. Um, how many times? How many times will uh, Steph Curry throw his mouthpiece at the scorer's desk? Depends on how many technicals they're willing to give him. I think I'm going to go with two. He's going to throw it twice? He's going to throw it twice. No, he's going to throw it twice, um, but one, only one is going to be a technical on him. I think one is going to he's going to like throw it at JaVale McGee. Not the scorer's table. Like He'll throw his mouthpiece twice, but one will be at his own bench. You know, so he doesn't get teed up. If we're talking about how many times JaVale, McG- JaVale McGee... Is going to play? No, if, oh. is like how much he will find his way on the wrong side of things. Um, watch that um, mouth guard end up right in his mouth. <laughs> I got two now. You know what the worst part is? Is JaVale McGee after this series going to have like more rings than a lot of like Hall of Fame NBA players? Like Charles Barkley. Yeah. <laughs> like Charles and every, Barkley. And every player in the 90s that wasn't named Michael Jordan or Scottie Pippen. Kenny the Jet Smith. Kenny the Jet Smith had one. Yeah. Well, okay, so I've, I never I, – Here's my thing. And right. now we're already off the rails, so we might as well just keep going. We're just right? gonna we're just gonna go. So you know how they do whatever TNTs for, you know, it's all of them. Uh when are we getting our internship for that, by the way? I don't know. I feel like we could do it, right? Dude, That's absolutely. basically what our show is. Absolutely. I could eat a hot, you know, chip and oh, I bet you thousand dollars I won't make a face. I'm not it's not a face, I'm coughing. Um anyways. <laughs> That's, All right. That was a terrible Shaq impression, but I need to be about 100 pounds I'm, heavier. I'm, I'm Shaquille O'Neal. And, hey, Kobe. Uh, uh, hey, hey, Kobe. Uh, I, wrote a, I wrote a diss rap about Kobe. It was pretty good. We're going to learn some lessons on today's show. That's that's my Shaquille O'Neal. Chuck. Hey, Chuck. What do you know about winning championships, Chuck? I, I, I am. I am very upset right now, as you can hear with my voice. Um. So that's, yeah, that's my Chuck. It's not that I didn't know that. Kenny Smith played basketball. I just didn't like know where or for what. I just yeah. It's like all the all once the you start your players, career with the like, Sa- oh, and- if you start your career with the Sacramento Kings, you're doomed. Uh, with anyone ever knowing about you, you have to get a job. Is De'Aaron TNT. Fox there? Or who who did we decide is the one that actually got drafted by them last year? Um, De'Aaron Fox 
Um, but he's going to be playing in Italy, Serie B, next year. We're talking soccer. We're not talking basketball. That's where he's going to end up. Oh, wow. Okay. He, he is awful. He was probably, I think, the least valuable like pl- uh, pl- he. He gave up the most statistical points on offense and defense in the NBA last year. Like, you know how we use the win shares and the point shares? And Dwar, yeah. Yeah, he, for basketball, he's the most, least valuable player in the league. Probably. No, I looked it up. He is. Like, I'm dead no, serious. No, I know. I'm, I'm agreeing with he's, you. He's garbage. Uh, here, I'll pose this question to you since they posed it on ESPN. Uh, is Warriors-Cavs part four? The biggest mismatch in modern finals history. Define modern. How long ago? Hmm. hmm. I, don't, I don't know if it goes into... Oh, here, I guess this is what we'll say. The average matchup since the playoffs expanded to 16 teams in 1984 has the two teams separated by 7.1 wins. The Warriors won 16 more games than the than the Cavs in 15-16 and 16-17, and 14 more in 14-15. However, looking at the records, uh, well, I guess it doesn't go into the whatever the I don't know what what are their records. Um, at this point, in time. all right, I guess well, we have me, technology, right? Let me look. So we've got um, Cleveland was 50 and 32 to finish out the season, and to finish out the season for Golden State, they're 58 and 24. So eight wins. That's an eight-win difference. And then in all the, and then I guess whatever they did in the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. Which who cares? Um, so well, I mean, the only reason I say that is because the Cavs went to three, two of their three series went seven games. So I mean, mm-hmm. they played eighteen games in the playoffs, but and yeah, so I mean, there's that to add along, but it's not um, in so. final. No, so yeah, you can look at how. Cleveland I guess I not, don't know what modern they they consider modern. History, so I'm going to oh, just largest point spread in a finals game since at least 1991. So since 1991, okay. Um, there's a couple I will name. Um, but first, I'm just going to say it's not because Cleveland. Yeah, they started off the season bad, um, but they really just climbed their way up. And I so can, now I can at this point, think of a bigger mismatch. Yeah, and I'll, we'll get to that in just a second. Okay. I'm just saying that Cleveland, they've gotten much better as the season has progressed. Yep. And so at this point, if they played now like they did all season, they would probably they would have been a second seed, I would say. And I mean, so, they would have been higher than a four seed. You know, yeah. yeah. And so and in, compared to how Golden State has been playing, I, I'd say it's going to go to about six, five or six games, which isn't necessarily I don't necessarily think it goes much more much. than five, really. Okay, which I mean, Personally, I, the games will at least be close. It's not going to be a blowout. That's the hope. Mm-hmm. But then again, we never know. Like, and I—that's the thing with kind of short—not short rest, but you know, they both played seven-game series. Then you know, LeBron basically played every minute of every game mm-hmm. of all seven games. It's almost as if he's the team, but we know that's not true. <laughs> well, I think it's funny too. Whenever people are like, "He needs more help. He needs this. He needs that," and it's like. Okay. Remember when he had more help early this season and it didn't work, and so they had to just drop all they that help, and now, help he's, and, <laughs> and now he's doing better? Uh, well, the funny thing, too, is when you know people say that, and they're like, oh, he needs help, or it's like, or he can do it by himself, and ESPN posts all these graphics about, like, he did it by himself and all that. It's like, okay, yes, but also if Jeff Green doesn't score 19 points, and also if, you know, Corver doesn't get 10 and JR doesn't get 12, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yes, he doesn't need help. He, meaning he doesn't need Kyrie to score 42 to save his ass, but mm-hmm. 
he still needs something. No, yeah. And so that's like I don't know. That's why I always get so you know agitated about the whole he did it by himself. It's like well yes, but he can't. Like he, I don't think he has the ability like a lot of. Kobe, Jordan, you know, go down the list of guys that are scorers like that. I don't think he has the ability any night to go out and score 65. Not that the other two did it all the time, but, I mean, Jordan and Kobe were close to that 50 threshold. I mean, LeBron can, but he's just more of an all-around player. He wants to try to dish the ball out a little bit more. And that's not to call the other two guys ball hogs. That's just their style of play. Yeah, and they were just more – I. And I don't think it's that they also didn't. They trust won their games teammates, by they but. won games they won games by scoring. LeBron can't win games necessarily by scoring. Well, I remember when I told squad. you like, especially with this squad, yeah, I told you like you know he can't win a game unless he's scoring forty, and then he had a forty point triple double and they lost. And it's like this might be the end of it because that's what he has to do for them to win. Yeah, and he did it, and they didn't. So <laughs> like, I. I don't know. I hope the series is close, but then again, I mean, it's. Are you even gonna watch? Yeah. That, what? Yeah. I want to ask you. What's your favorite? Uh, what's gonna be your favorite part about the NBA Finals this year? Turning it off. I don't know. Yeah, it mine's gonna be. Over. Mine's gonna be flipping over to the NHL Finals. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. You're right. Because I actually do want to talk about that. All right, and so. But anyways, what, most lopsided finals appearance. Are in we the, last, the same one? I want to hear yours. 2007. 2007, uh, Cleveland. Cleveland. I was not San thinking Antonio. that. I wasn't thinking about that, but yes, that's one. I was going to go as with um, the pretty much all three of those Lakers. Uh, oh, yeah. The three-peat. From because, 99 to And it wasn't that the – I mean, the 2000 to 2002. Yeah, okay. And the reason is, like, also, not only were, like, the Lakers probably arguably the best team in the league, them because them and the Kings were, like, the only two really good teams. Yeah. Um, Shaq the, in his prime. The Eastern Conference was terrible. It was terrible. So, do you even... Okay, I want to quiz you. Who did they play in the first one? Wow, I don't know. Indiana Pacers. Oh, okay. <laughs> Who had like 47-year-old Reggie Miller. Yeah, I was going to say, that's about it. And their second, yeah, and their second best player. Yeah, Reggie Miller is your like go-to guy. Okay. And then they had Dale Davis. Don't know. Exactly. Jalen Rose, you probably know maybe from ESPN, because that's how I know him. Well, Jalen Rose was also a part of... Uh, oh, the Fab Five. The Fab Five. Which, Almost you know, bad boys, isn't but... a college basketball team. Or is a college basketball team, not yeah. a pro team. Yeah, so, one, oh one, you probably might know this one. I feel like I do, but... Allen Iverson, that's where you got oh, the 50. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. But here's, here's one that I'll be shocked if you get. 2002. Um, give me the, uh, oh, I'm trying to like think of all the teams in the East. Wait, let me at least look at what the teams are. Oh man. I don't You can know. just pick at random, honestly. Uh, ooh, yeah, at random. It's probably what it was. It was a random team. Mm-hmm. The Hawks. Um, it was the New Jersey Nets. Like that, I was that looking at the Brooklyn shows, Nets, and I was like, that, just that might shows, be. Everyone's like, oh, man, I remember. Oh, that's one of the greatest just series of teams is the three-peat. It's like, who'd they play? Are they Allen really? Iverson. <laughs> they played Allen Iverson. They played Jason Kidd. And they played um, Old Reggie, Reggie Miller. Mi- Reggie Miller. It's like, 
Woo. Okay. Cool. I guess the only reason I they well, had the I Lakers the Lakers could have had red, led, the Lowe's Lakers could have had those players on the bench, not Allen Iverson or Jason Kidd, but any other one of those right. guys could be playing on the bench for that team. Well, I mean, look at what what they put together for an 4 team. They still had Shaq, Kobe, and then they had yeah, but Carl, Carl Malone. <laughs> they had Gary Payton. They had Derek Fisher. They yeah, like, yeah. But that team just Rick got Fox. That team just got bruised up by the Detroit Pistons, well, which guess, that's one of my favorite teams in NBA history. That 4 Pistons team was fun to watch. They were just they just they were just bruising. They're they're the modern bad boys, really. I think the reason I leaned to that 2007 series is it's, because I forgot who the Lakers played in the early. That <laughs> wasn't Lakers. That was San Antonio. Cleveland. Yeah, that's what I mean. Oh, okay. no, the reason I go back to that one is like the most mismatched is because you remember it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like you I know, remember that too. You know who the like teams were, but at the same time, it's I like, cannot name another guy on that team besides. I think the only reason I maybe can name another guy like besides LeBron Cavs? is because we talked about how bad they were. Earlier. Yeah, yeah, we talked about how bad they Drew were. Drew Gooden, I think too. Um, Larry Hughes was a starter. Too. Yeah, Delonte West, I think, was on that team. Yeah, he was on that team as well. Uh, LeBron's dad. Uh, well, yeah. So I'm trying to think other matchups in the 2000s that you and I would remember that were mismatches. Most of them have been like fairly, if anything, some of them should have been mismatches and then they weren't. Yeah, like, like the, the Heat should have been better than the Mavericks in 2011, but Dirk was on fire jason terry decided to play basketball and mm-hmm. jason kidd was also on that team so yeah so it was just yeah get them safe so and then like heat spurs was good heat thunder was good heat spurs again you know other than the spurs dismantling the heat the second go around but oh i know you're a heat fan but that was bad i no, i was that was a fun series to watch. But, it was just I mean, really nice to see those four such years great, were yeah. good because yes it was the heat every time but they were playing somebody different every time which was yes. like refreshing and now it's yeah so they could really that was a really a good way of like it was just nice to have and a balance the first two years it was nice to like have more of a LeBron yeah it was nice to have more of a spread on the talent i mean and that was Dwayne Wade 2011 is like the the 2011 i know how much they like clashed mm-hmm. but with D Wade hitting like basically max D Wade like for the last time was their opportunity to like Seize that series. You had Chris Bosh, excuse me, Chris Bosh playing really well. D Wade averaged like twenty eight points in the series, and then LeBron averaged like sixteen or seventeen. I think it was like seventeen point nine. So it's like that was their one opportunity if they were gonna beat like Dirk and all that. They, 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 and I think I, I may have said on the show they should have won three, if not four, all four of those. Like honestly, they should have. I- Here's here's then again if Ray Allen didn't save him either they probably wouldn't have made it to one of the series so that's you know neither here nor there but that's besides the point I guess so right? what I um want to say is that do you think let's say the thirteen Miami Heat I think that's probably the best one out of those I think four. the chemistry wise that was the best one I think like ability wise I just I just want to talk about what was the what was the best team just not in just in terms of who would you want to have. Oh, play the, in a final. The thing is, is like so I'm going to go 13. I would take the 11 team based on like where they all were in their careers. But yeah, 13. They were clicking the most. Yes. So let's go with 13 then. Right. If they played um, the Golden State Warriors now, who do you think would win? It seems so weird to say, but it's like in those short, like three or four years in difference. 
it seems like the game of basketball has changed. Oh, absolutely. Because, like, now everyone plays on the outside if they want to. Everyone plays transition threes, and that's why the Rockets and Celtics lost. Mm-hmm. Because they got a lead, and they thought, hey, let's take some threes. And then they started losing, and they're like, okay, now we need threes to come back. And it's like, you wouldn't have needed threes if you weren't taking threes and missing them. I mean, talk about history, 27 straight missed threes. I mean... Come on. <laughs> you know, insert expletive word where the pop tab. So anyways, let's... Um, but point no. being, I think that the, you know, the Heat dynasty, if you want to call them that. Also, I watched Glenn Rice drop 50-whatever the other night on Twitter. I saw the mm-hmm. like rewind of it, whatever it was. Um, and I saw Chase Hutley getting his first uh, hit, which was a grand slam, and then pranking him afterwards. That was a funny video, too. But um, I, if I had to pick the Heat Dynasty versus the Warriors Dynasty, I think it would be if, like, you took year one, year one, you know, like, year, mm-hmm. year by year. I think it would be probably a 2-2 split just be, based on physicality of the Heat yeah. and when they were in their prime and based on How hot not having KD and then having KD. Mm-hmm. And so... And like Heat not having Ray Allen, Heat having Ray Allen. So like it's there's some things that are fairly comparable. I th- I think both of the these stretches are are impressive. But I, the way the Warriors have done it is almost like not fun to watch. At least like Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, Ray Allen, like Mario Chalmers, like I, those guys were fun to watch. And the Warriors have kind of taken like that mold and made it like we're just gonna do this every game. And it's like. oh, so, moving on to some real, actual, uh, exciting NBA news. <laughs> the NHL. <laughs> I want to touch up with... No, that's fine. The Colangelo scandal and where this ranks and what... First of all, so I know since no one... Whoa. What a snake. Um, it, this tie, That ties into... Yeah, it does. But I just wanted counts. to... Yeah, so burner counts. Since no one listens to our, first of all, since no one listens to the show, chasing I have a really history, ch- Karen. You chasing hist is a burner account. No, yeah, well, not that, but I think in order to market our show, we need to create burner accounts, and be like, and I don't know, at um, Fred Tasty four four sixty tweets out. You know, I used to listen to Watercool talk, but after I started, <laughs> but after I heard this chasing history thing. I don't think I'm ever going back. <laughs> oh, Beavis, Beavis, uh, three one tweets up yours, Dan Patrick. Check out Chasing History on KRNU. I think that we're onto something here. Yeah, and it's a good we thing no one listens use... because now we're actually going to get some followers next year. Now we can't upload this episode now, so we're going to. We're going to. Oh well, yeah, someone will find out. We <laughs> should use us uh we should use burner accounts let's make the yeah, 76ers twitter war yeah let's make right. the let's make the 76ers uh let's make them investigate our show uh i think at sam underscore hinky tweets <laughs> listen to chasing history i hate alan iverson tweets <laughs> alan iverson's overrated tweets <laughs> we're on to something where does this don't trust the process 30 treats what yeah, I was going to say, where this ranks, I mean, like I pointed to the, the cans of coffee that we have at KD, it's very similar to that where it's like you're tweeting to either defend yourself without being you or you're tweeting to pipe yourself up. Mm-hmm. 
it's not it's really not that big of a deal to me other than if you're like slandering your own team. I yeah, think it's, it's where that becomes it's, the Okay, issue. so yeah, with with KD, that just was childish. That, that was bum just more ass. The, with Jaleel. With, yeah, with him, it was just more of a childish act. With him having a couple burner accounts, like, oh, it's okay, KD. Build yourself up. Like, I'm, I thought it was hilarious. I don't like the guy. But I was just like, that's just kind of immature. I'm sure other people have done it, too. Just never got caught. Yeah, there, it, that's just immature of him to do that. Skip Bayless does it. <laughs> he does. Yeah. And then, but then you have uh, Colangelo. He's, he is the general manager making multiple burner accounts to slander his own team. That's a little bit deeper to me. Is and like I the thing is, you there's the thing with Sam Hankey, which you're gonna need to explain to me because I that's where I start to get confused, which I mean not that this situation confuses me already because I don't know why a GM would slander his own team. Uh, like, maybe it's a very strange motivational tactic. That's the only guess that I have for it. Yeah, see, I don't. That's what I was confused about. I don't know if like Hankey is like the cover for. Colangelo or vice versa because I mean it seems like they were somehow both like a little involved but at the same time like like you said I don't know why a GM or owner or anyone at the top would would be like you know this is a good idea let's just like I could see someone within the organization doing it just to like let's vent frustration let's do whatever like whatever fine but at the same time, like if you are an executive in that office, like it's your job to protect these players. It's your job to, you know, set these teams up. It's your job to recognize if someone's not performing. And if you're doing that, like after the season, in the middle of the season, but you're not coming forward and saying anything, what good is it really doing? Exactly. Too, also, so like, I don't. There. The thing is, like you said, I don't like care too much because it doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal. But at the same time, it's like, you know, if you've got problems with players, if you've got problems with people like in the office, like solve it, like figure it out, be an adult. I think I think uh, someone said I think that what's really going on is that LeBron created these burner accounts, <laughs> and LeBron just wants to be the first player GM uh, since Bill Russell yeah. when he goes to the Sixers next year. Hey, now. That's an idea. That's an idea. Exactly. That is a possibility. Speaking of that, he is going to leave Cleveland. He, I just don't know for where. Even yeah. though they made it to the finals. I thought for sure they did make it to the finals he'd leave. It's, I guess there's a little bit of – there's a glimmer of hope that he stays. But also when he walked past Dan Gilbert and, like, didn't touch his hand and didn't really acknowledge him, I was like, yeah, this thing might be done. Yeah. Someone was like, I hope he handed him his, res- or his two-week notice. Uh, in Comic Sans. All right, so <laughs> why not uh, papy- not why not Papyrus? <laughs> Wingdings too. <laughs> yeah, what is he like a Zodiac killer? What are you gonna hand it in in Wingdings? <laughs> that way he's like, what does this mean? And then when he announces he's leaving, he's like, I tried to tell you. It's like you didn't decode it, did you? <laughs> Maybe. You Maybe if you cared about me about- more, you would have put in some effort to find out what this said. Maybe if, yeah, if you cared, you'd know how to read Wingdings. All right, so here's what I want to ask you. We're going to go on a scale from 1 to 10. 1 being when David Ortiz was caught with steroids and he cried like a baby uh, during his press conference. That's a 1. And then a 10 is probably the Black Sox scandal or really any point-shaving scandal. Let's throw the Mitchell report on there, too. That's a 10. Okay. Where does this rank on the sports scandal, O-meter? Well, I think... 
KD would be towards that bottom. Like as yeah, he's going to be like account. a one. He's going to be like, like a two. two. But I think because it's like an executive, maybe like a four or a five. I'm going to go with a five to a six. Yeah, because that range. but the thing is, we don't know how what's being covered up. Yeah, don't know really so, who there, it is. We haven't even gotten. I say we don't even have like we only have like a third of the details of this whole story, so it's hard to judge yeah, now. It's not just us, so I don't know why so. I asked that stupid question. I should probably just uh, walk out of the but studio. No, it right makes now. sense though. Like <laughs> if if they, I mean, if they found more, I obviously like it. That's why I say it's a four or a five because we don't know everything yet. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it, the, hap- the fact that it happened, it's probably somewhere. going on is like mm, that's. It can only really get I think, worse. I think but the outcome is going to really change it. If it is just him trying to slander his own team because he doesn't like it there in Philadelphia and is trying to just be two-faced about it, that's going to bump it up to – that's going to bump it way up. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, that's why I have it kind of in the middle because it can't get better. But if it's like – No, oh, the only way – No, the way like, – That's a four or five. No, the way that it can get better is if this was his way of motivating the team and he's just this – idiot some twisted idiot and he thinks that's going to motivate his team that's going to move it to like a three or a four he's still getting fired if that's the case <laughs> but i mean it's still gonna be okay because in that case it's just like okay this guy's crazy so we can't have him as our gm i mean that process was like that was the the tank of tanks so he's trying to tank his own career exactly i'm for it yeah, I think it'd be interesting we this is what we're doing actually how can we be against that yeah i know hey i I put that poll out the other day, and I thought it was all right. I was amazed that two people voted against us. <laughs> I saw that, too. I was like, 14 Who, vo- who would pick against I us? I thought one of them was going to be you, but I'm assuming you, you voted. No, I voted us still having a show. Okay, so then I have no idea who those two people were. <laughs> it's even better. And they um, are no no longer true fans, if that's <laughs> whoever. <laughs> we unfollowed them. Yeah, whoever. We don't know who they are, but we unfollowed but we, them. But we unfollowed everybody. It was actually my burner account. <laughs> <laughs> scandal. I voted that's as the biggest, chasing that's the biggest. That's one of the biggest KRNU scandals since leaving on water If... if <laughs> Just leaving that dip can. No, <laughs> <laughs> dude, that was, dude, that was, that was the OJ of, of KRN you, of KRN you scandals. Yeah, wrong. No, I think if we're going on the list, I'm thinking of scandals now that I'm kind of, you know, spy gates up there, well, actual water gates up there, but it's not a sports yeah. scandal. But. Well, I mean, Richard Nixon played third base for the Washington Senators. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I let's just say that he did. All right, let's say that he did, and let's just roll with it. Um, Spygate. I, I don't really consider Deflategate anymore. That was like it was that was just crap. Stu- I think the NBA or the NFL as a whole is just an entire scandal anymore. You know, you might be right. I might be onto something. You might be on to something. Um, I don't. I'm trying to think of like other really like notable things. I mean, Tiger scandal, sure. Um, steroids, but that's not really a scandal because it's been happening for God knows how long. Yeah, that, like when it when the Mitchell report first broke, that yeah. was one thing. Yeah. That was why I put that near a ten. But after that, it's just like, oh, Ryan Brown took steroids. Oh, <laughs> no one cares. Barry it's Bonds so- went from 180 to 350 in a summer. Uh, whatever. <laughs> exactly. Who cares? He doubled his body weight. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He's just adding muscle. It's 
<laughs> you know what? Can I say one thing? Uh, this is what's always bothered me about people that are like, steroids makes you a better baseball player. No, Wrong. it doesn't. Steroids gives you the, the, the inhuman ability to become stronger if you work at it. Because you, if, if you, you take st- if you took steroids or yeah. I took steroids and we just sat on our ass for the next three months, we, we would, would look the same. We we would look the same or worse. Because or we might yeah we drug. might get we might get, ac- get we might get acne and like throw a chair if someone says hi to us. Yeah, we that's might. probably the uh, worst case. Most likely, nothing really happens to us. But if we actually work on it, it just it just increases. Um, because the thing with baseball, if you took if you took steroids in any other sport, and this is why I, I can see why it'd be a problem. If you took steroids in football, yes, you're gonna be you're gonna probably hit people harder because you'd be stronger if you work hard. If you play hockey and you hit somebody, you'll probably hurt them more often because you're stronger. In baseball, taking steroids does not make you see a 95 mile an hour fastball any better than the next guy. Some people say there is some concentration. And what I say to that well, is Adderall. that some people, yeah, some people are going to take those drugs, um, which honestly I think banning those is a stupid idea. Like banning ADHD medication, I don't know if they can't if they're prescribed, they still can't take it or what. Though no, that's see I'm that's confused. because there's been because that's what a thing. Like that's serious? a very that's a very thin line is because there's been some guys that have been suspended for it and they claim that they have a prescription for it and then it's still like okay, so what do we do? Yeah, because like and that's what I'm saying where I get like the issues with steroids and everything and like obviously yeah, if you take steroids and you work really hard and you put on 80 pounds and you're probably going to be stronger and hit the ball farther that doesn't mean you're going to see the ball better, but when you take but then it works in the inverse if you're taking like Adderall, ADH medicine whatever like if you aren't super strong but you can see the ball well, what does what does that make you a good double hitter? You're going to get bloop singles more often. Like it does, you know, what like what correlation or causation or anything like that is there really with ADHD medicine or steroids other than you can say, well, Barry Bonds took steroids and he hit more home runs, so that must mean you're a better hitter. Yeah, well, Barry Bonds also got walked a lot and he also struck out a lot. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So does, everyone... that, does taking steroids make you a better strikeout baseball player, yeah, strikeout batter? Does, does, like, does steroids make people want to intentionally walk you? Yeah. Actually like, kind of does. Well, yeah, if a dude's like 325 and ripped, like busting out of his uniform, I probably would just walk Like too, when but. you're Sammy Sosa hitting 66 home runs, people are probably going to intentionally walk you. Yeah, there's except, pretty for the, good chances. except for the MVP voting. They'll, they'll walk you right to ninth place. But. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, that's that's that's. Un- Let's not get started on that. I don't want to. We're just going to turn this into seams. screaming. I, whenever that's the thing, whenever people like want to debate like steroids, I'm like, bring it. Like, let's like you can take steroids and not be better at your sport. You can take Dorktown and you can make it stupider as well. Yeah, well, if you put steroids in a Dorktown, you get us. <laughs> yeah, because we, like, we don't work very hard and <laughs> or we just get worse. And not only that. But I think honestly, not to start screaming, but that's how I feel. I needed to get that on. I needed someone to listen to me. Exactly. And then with like pitching, it honestly will probably make steroids will probably make you worse. Really, well, it'd be harder to have arm flexibility. It's hard like, if you have more arm mm-hmm. muscle. Like think about think about the guys that have huge biceps, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, the bigger your biceps are, the more when you start to flex your elbow, the harder it is to like raise your arm anywhere. Because the muscle's in the way, right? So even if you're stronger, like where you'd want that muscle is probably in your shoulder. Mm-hmm. But to get shoulder muscle, you're usually going to be working your biceps. So in, in any form or fashion, like taking service as a pitcher probably isn't going to help that much. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it might help you throw faster. 
if you can make it work. So, yeah, and this is another point that I kind of want to bring up, and it's related to this um, with my favorite player of all time, Sosa. Um, he did steroids. They that's Griffey confirmed. Jr. could have never done steroids. Yeah, so with with Sosa, it's been confirmed he did them. It's yeah. just a matter of when in his career because right. that's going to make a big difference. Because before he was um, – before 1998, he was a good 30-30 guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was had low batting averages, you know, very cons- inconsistent because there's sometimes he'd bat like 270, which is okay. Other seasons he'd bat like 250. So he's very inconsistent. And then suddenly he had 66 home runs while batting 310. Mm-hmm. And the thing people are saying is, okay, so yeah, he increased his amount of home runs, but his home runs per hit ratio or per – yeah, his home runs per hit ratio – Stayed the same throughout his career. He just happened to have an increase in average. And so that could just be... And he also changed his um, his stance. And he was hitting, spraying the ball to all fields instead of just pulling it, which he did earlier in his career. So that's what some people point out to how he didn't take them. But at the same time, uh, really as much of a power hitter and stolen base guy as he was earlier in his career, his strength or what he was really known for in his career was his arm. And once 1998 came around, his arm was still good, but it was no longer the absolute cannon that it was at the beginning of his career. And so that's what people draw to the arm flexibility um, thing as well. And so, and he still had an accurate arm. It was just the power of it went down, even though at the same time he's crushing 500-foot home runs that were smashing windows out at Wrigley Field. So I, I think the arm flexibility is another thing that, People need to that that are not that uh, people don't or kind of overlook when it comes to figuring out the effects of steroids. And with pitchers, um, not only is arm flexibility a big thing, but also control. Yeah. Because and just because like that destroys you mentally. I think I've told you about Kevin Brown. Mm-hmm. In fact, that's where the uh, twelve six. That's actually a twelve at the batter's head joke came from. Is we were referencing. Uh, Kevin Brown. Yeah, he would just throw because it. he was he was a very good pitcher. He got back on his career because of steroids. But at the same time, if he gave up a walk, he'd be throwing chairs all over the dugout. When earlier in his career, he'd just be like, "Ah, oh, yeah, get, get him next, next time." time. Yeah. And now, and then after a while, it's like, "Hey, no big deal." But could you not throw that chair right at my face, please? <laughs> and then he starts like screaming something that's unless not you're the even manager, English. you're getting a chair to the face. Even if you're the man, and then <laughs> if you're a manager, you're getting two. So <laughs> you're getting a uh, Gatorade jug right to the head. Um, I was just curious because while you're talking, like obviously we Barry Bonds and whatever. Uh, I looked up the year that Barry Bonds went forty forty because, yeah. mm-hmm. and then he, he's also part of the the thirty thirty thirty, right? Is I don't remember what's, what's the thir- what even is that? It's thirty. It's doubles, 30, maybe. I think it's doubles, but I don't know if he ever did that. I don't remember. Point being, I looked up. There's only four people that have done forty forty. And the year that mm-hmm. Bonds did it was 1996. Yes. So I looked up what he looked like in 1996. Pretty and, skinny guy. Oh, boy. Yeah, he's skinny. But the thing is, is that dude still hit 42 home runs. Exactly. He had he had, he had the baseball ability to hit 40 home runs, like probably before. Now, to say this was before he started taking steroids, eh, who knows. But this could have also been like, I'll take a little here, a little there, or like, Maybe it was after this season. He's like, "Wow, I have this ability to hit forty home runs." 
so why not make it 50? Why not make it 60? Like, you know, it's hard to tell. And that's a good point you made about Sosa. It's hard to tell to, and to pinpoint in a season where – or in a career, sorry, and a season, I guess, where someone started taking steroids or heavily using steroids because – like it's like forty forty, like yeah, he stopped stealing as many bases, but he also started getting walked a bunch because he started hitting more home runs. So it's like, and that's another point with the Sosa thing. Probably not going to steal bases when you're two eighty. Also, exactly, but. and that's part of the thing with Sosa, is um, yeah, with his base base stealing as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. He looks like a twig. Yeah. I mean, but, both in both pictures, he's like in shape. It's just one was easier to steal bases in, <laughs> and that's just part uh, of the thing with uh, Sosa as well. Is that when he hit six? Then he hit his sixty six in nineteen ninety eight. Mm-hmm. Though part of it is because um, their original leadoff hitter was injured for most of the season. Sosa still led the team in stolen bases. Right, he was close to thirty. And so that's another thing where it's like, okay, he still had speed on him. And also, I've looked at highlights through Sosa throughout his career, and it's not like the, the five-year gap with you see with Bonds. Mm-hmm. Sosa's body mass just steadily increases throughout his career. I mean, eventually once he gets to the, like, the Rangers and Orioles at the end of his career, it's like, okay, stop. <laughs> but You're old, please. It's like when you see those videos on like the seventy-year-old bodybuilders. That's what it looks like with him. It's creepy. See, and that's the thing too is people when I, when you say I know that we wanted to. Well, we can still talk about this. Yeah, fifteen uh, minutes. This, We're this fine. kind of considered into unpopular baseball opinions is let him take steroids because it doesn't make you a better baseball player. Like that's honestly is my opinion on it. Like I get, oh, it could be a little unfair. Okay, so if you hit a ball well and you actually you know, hit a 95-mile-an-hour fastball, you just have a slightly better chance to hit it a little farther. It's like you're comparing basically DHs and guys that have always been hitters to like, well, you know, if D. Gordon took steroids, he wouldn't start doing that. It's like, well, D. Gordon is like your height, Jake, and he weighs about 110 pounds. Like, of course, he's not just going to hit 60 home runs the next year. Like... I just Is this a picture of Sosa? Yeah, this is a picture of Sosa. This is going to be dated... To around 1996. Look at his forearms. And look at his ar- look yeah. at his arms. This is a in 96. He still stole about 30 bases that year. Hit about 40 home runs. I don't remember the, the last time that. Uh, and this is him around 94. Look at his biceps. The uh, so this part of the forearm right here is a little smaller. It's a little less defined, but it could also be the lighting. It's like right by the elbow. But he's not, like, much smart. Like, that's a very minute detail. He does not look much. But, I mean, it's still, like, fairly. He got, he, like, yeah, you're right. He kind of only yeah, progressively so here's, got bigger. So here's him. That's and, when it's hard to. And here's him in 2001. And you just looked at a photo of him from 94. He almost looks a little smaller in 01. Almost. But, they, it, like, that's the thing is, like, he's so comparable between years. I think the pro- the reason Bond's, like, I mean, no one was going to get away with it. That was the thing. Yeah, but I that's think the a way big that Bonds could have got away with it is like, hey, maybe don't work so hard in the off season. But that's that's the thing too is like you were saying, you know, seventy year old bodybuilders how when they just lose it, right? Mm-hmm. The thing too is like we said, it, it you still have to work to get all that muscle. If you stop working out, 
And sometimes even if you stop taking steroids, you just lose all that muscle mass. And it's like you did it for nothing. Because your body can't produce that much natural testosterone. Your body just can't keep up with the creation of muscle fibers. And so it it's almost harder to be a baseball player or an athlete on steroids mm-hmm. than it is to not huh. be on steroids because you have to work twice as hard to keep your body in the shape you want it and three times as hard to get it to as big as you want it to be. So, like, it's it's just – I don't know. I I don't think – I jokingly say, just let everybody take steroids. I don't think that's the solution. But at the same time, like, that's when baseball was exciting. I, that's, so. And that's where, that's where it gets kind of weird, is that we there's so many things that determine why steroids is bad, not just in the terms of cheating, but what it does to you as an athlete. But at the same time... Your heart, what it does to your heart, like, that's not good. That's the thing, too, is like, it's an incredible health risk. And I know that we're not like, you know, we, we're not doing a show for the FDA or anything because mm-hmm. I've taken plenty of things that say this is not regulated by the FDA, whatever. Like, because supplement, supplements, steroids, cold you know, medication. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Adderall. Uh, no, but things like, you know, things like whey protein, things like creatine, stuff like that. And every bottle, and it's so funny how, like, often I've taken stuff like that. And people I know have taken stuff like that, like, mm-hmm. at the gym. No one really cares that it says this is not regulated by the Food and Drug Administration, like, these dosages and this, that, the other. Like, you're just going off what the company tells you. And I think that's kind of like, you know, it's a little, it's less dangerous than steroids because it's like, oh, I'm just eating, like, milk protein or I'm just, you know, whatever. It's, you know, if it's not 100%, you know, authentic, it's not going to kill me, whatever. But steroids, you take it the wrong way, you take the wrong dose, like you could die or your heart will explode. And, mm. you know, the, the other thing too is I, I think I've told you this before and I may have said on the show, I've, I did a project on why the steroid era was not necessarily the reason why more home runs were hit. The ball changed in 1995, mm-hmm. I believe. The lacings were tighter, correct? Uh, yes, they got tight. So the ball was – and the rubber. I think they, they had a bigger core too. So the mm-hmm. lacing was tighter, and I think it had a bigger core at the time. Um, I don't remember if bath, what the difference was with bats. But at the – you know, ballparks too were becoming smaller because so many more – and, and the Colorado and the Colorado Rockies came into existence. That yeah, helped that as well. Too. Well, yeah, you go there and you hit ten home runs in a four game series. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, if you're Barry Bonds, um, if you're Barry Bonds, you hit twenty. Yeah, you hit thirty. You get all you get all sixty four home runs in a four game series. Uh, but anyways, uh, stadiums were coming smaller. Uh, the the average distance went from like four something to like three eighty something. Like you look at some of the the ballparks that have walls still today that are like three fifteen. It's like, well, you and I could probably go get on out. You know, I'm not gonna say I can hit ninety five mile hour fastball, but you give me something halfway decent, I could probably put it three fifteen in the corner. I know for a fact I've hit balls over three hundred feet when I was in eighth grade. That's what I'm saying. I know in like metal bat and you weren't facing ninety five, whatever, but. I mean, isn't Yankee Stadium or one of them like 298 or 302? It, like, it, right used, to the corner? it used to be way, way, way back when. Maybe they fixed that and one. And they fixed that, but... Fenway still has that weird wall that... They have that weird wall that... Even though, yeah, it's the Green Monster, it's like 40 feet, that's like 310. Yeah. Um, yeah, you have to hit it way in the air, but if you can hit it... But if you can, but if you can get yeah. a can of corn, that's... 
That's a home run. The one that I have to bring up as an example was. Um, I like this. We should just. Why, why don't we just like pick one topic and go off for an hour because we can do that. <laughs> exactly. We're great. No, we're not. Um, so Minute Maid Park in Houston. Yeah. So before there was the Astrodome, which is one of the biggest pitchers parks. Because um, it's a dome. Well, it's a dome. Um, fences were out a decent. It wasn't like ridiculous. It's not like um, Comerica. Is that the one where the the mound is? Well, they took it out, but was was the Astrodome where they had the the mound in the very back? You know what I'm talking about? Where the Astros play? Yeah, well, it was the first dome stadium. Um, do you need a photo? No, is I'm talking about in the, in the outfield. Remember how there was that? No, you're in thinking. The well, there's. Um, well, Minute Maid Park now has Tal's Hill in the outfield mm-hmm. that goes up. If that's what you're thinking of, I'm gonna look it up. Go, you can keep talking. But Sorry, no, it, from what I understand, no, I think Astrodome had a flat uh, ground. But what I was gonna say is, not only were like the fences, like they were probably farther than average. Oh, you're right. It but was the, Minute Maid Park. Sorry. But the big thing that um, with the Astrodome is that with the air conditioning, um, it was five miles per hour wind going in towards home. And so that pushed a lot of home run balls back yeah. because of the air conditioning. Yeah, that happened to me. And <laughs> Not in a dome, though. And so um, that didn't help as well. But then they go to Minute Maid Park, and that has th- a 315-foot uh, short deck, I believe, out to left field. And that's going to make a huge difference. Like, yeah, I think it was deep to center, but at the corners, it was like three. It's 315. Well, and what's and if we're talking about ballparks, what's so interesting to me, too, is like most colleges, um, you know, they play on like 380 to the corners and stuff like that. Uh, Wait, 380 to the corners? Yeah, or, or not to the corners. Sorry. It's like 380, 390 is like center. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you've got like 330 on the corners, whatever it may be. That's like a decent. Which isn't like too bad. And then you get to like the Caldwell Series, like 375 or 335, 375, 410. And then like like okay wow <laughs> and then miller north uh where i went to high school our baseball our center field's like 415 yeah that's what i think is really and funny so that's what's the cool thing about ballparks too is that, is that they can that, be that, different that can play to advantage of your team and that's why baseball is the greatest sport ever but no that's a big thing strategies that you wouldn't even think and about. that's the big thing is a lot of people were complaining about why the cubs hadn't won a world series in so long is that for so long they had had the deepest um, they were the deepest field to the corners at 353 and 355. Wow. That, that's... Yeah. You're going to need steroids to get that ball out. And also what I think is kind of funny with the dimensions. So west side, it's 330 to the corners, mm-hmm. but it's 360 to center. Oh, wow. It, I think but the fence is higher to center too. Mm-hmm. But where I played in eighth grade, it was 325 to the corners and 400 to center. Wow. Eighth grade. Wow. See, that's a, like you said, that's the kind of unique thing is that, and and it didn't matter like how deep people could still hit them out of the park. It's just that like once you finally put a number on it somewhere, it's like oh, so if you hit it that far, it's you know because if a park's labeled you know oh three seventy five is center, and you hit one over center field, it's like well who knows how far it was, mm-hmm. and then if you hit do it on a four hundred, it's like okay, well how you know like you can start like visualizing how much it is and now we have the home run tracker and launch angle mm-hmm. and all that crap now but thanks retro sheet no but seriously i love retro sheet but we're not going to get into that right now so long long story short 
Steroids are fine. So, anyways, Andre, well, Andre Iguodala. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you think he's going to play a factor in this game? <laughs> if he does, you know, it depends on the dimensions of the park. All right, Jake. It depends on how close to the floor the rafters are. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I guess that's right. If, if the rafters are touching the floor, that might be an issue for both teams. Might want to be wow. <laughs> um, four minutes here. Man, so. I made no references to any of these players. I, that's too bad. That's too bad. Let's We've see. got four minutes. Jake, I, I mentioned the tweet like really early in the show, and then we never got to it because I started yelling about steroids, and I think it was a good conversation, so it's okay. Um, yeah, none of these any, guys did steroids. Do you have any – that's true. Do you have any uh, unpopular baseball opinions because uh, this one says hitters should not be able to reach first base after a drop third strike. You literally struck out. And someone's uh, – oh, wait, what is this? What if the pitcher accidentally throws one way off? Well, that's too bad. You know, I can see that. I always thought that's weird. I mean, it adds a different dimension to the game, so I – Well, and But at the same time – but, yeah, I understand the thinking behind that totally. Well, I was gonna, the reason I say I, I kind of get it is, like, the catcher and, and pitcher didn't do their job, so you – it's essentially an error. I mean, like – you you should be able to go, but then again, if you like swung on that third strike and then the catcher just like hits his glove, it kind of like trickles out. It's like really, dude. I mean, you're the one that took that big daddy hack and <laughs> missed. So, do you, do you have any uh, baseball opinions like that? That is, is there any rule that you're like I kind of wish? I think one of them was like we need to stop using unwritten rules as a way to oh I've. Like, oh yeah get people to act against their own like natural thought oh <laughs> natural absolutely instinct. there's so many unwritten rules that i just don't get um the big thing that people are oh you shouldn't wear your hat backwards if you ever went to the strike zone back in omaha they had a sign that said the direction of your hat is the direction of your life tell that to ken griffey jr <laughs> yeah well, who is the best player in a steroid era and he didn't even do steroids that we know of that we know of yeah. but like that rule is like really come on I, I'm trying to think of, like, other – the only unwritten rules that I, I kind of am like, yeah, that's fine. Like, if – There's a couple if that If you are... hit someone's batter, yeah, you hit someone else's batter. Like, that's just – if something – you know, if – if There's one the, – the one that I absolutely don't agree bunt with. If there's a shift, uh, that one's kind of crap. That's the one I go back and forth because that's where I got this topic from. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the guys from the Orioles was like – he bunted uh, when they put a shift on him. And I think it was Brian Dozier. He was for the Twins against the Orioles, maybe. He, he put a bunt when they were down seven when they put a shift on him, and he got a hit out of it. Mm-hmm. That's like, well, you know, maybe don't. Only, but at the same time, it's baseball, so, yo, so maybe don't play a shift. The one that I – Don't put all nine guys in the outfield. <laughs> the one that I the, – really the main unwritten rule that I agree with is don't put your closer in during a tie only when you're ahead. That's probably the one I agree with. Is because I've never heard of that one. You haven't heard of that one? Mm-hmm. Uh, that was another one that strikes them that they had unwritten. It was, except for they, this one sign was really old, so they called him a stopper. Back when they called him stoppers and firemen, which they got, need to go back to call him firemen. That's, that's a great Your name. Your closer's a fireman? Yeah, he's a fireman. The Cubs are putting out uh, their firemen. Like, oh. Chapman. <laughs> it's like their Cubs are putting out their closer, and you're like, what? And then you hear, Cubs are putting out their firemen. It's like, oh, guys, they're putting out their firemen. I don't know what that means, but it's going to be awesome. That's that's all I have to say. So, there you go. 
I did not know the whole don't put your clothes on if you're if it's a tie. Well, now you do. Is that because he's like, there? He's, he's there, there to, for to he's make there to, saves, not to like get wins or whatever. Yeah. In, or what's the? In all, not only that, but the you other. Put your headphones on. This the other big thing with that too is. He comes out to close the game. He comes out to end it. The other one... Not to keep it going. Yeah, and not only that, but he's also your best reliever, or he That's, should. Yeah. He's your best reliever, so you're wasting your best reliever once you actually do go ahead. And so you have other guys that should can keep the game going at least. Yeah, unless you get Chapman to go two innings throwing 100 and whatever. Which but that's, is a little dangerous on yep. the arm. So. So. All right, Jake, anything to say? Yeah, shout out to Rolly, shout out to Mustache Man, shout out to my dad, shout out to... Sideshow. Sideshow and Pot, Pot Roast. And Whirly. And Whirly. And Whirly. Got them all. All right, there we go. All right, well, it's been Chasing History. It's the finals. I don't know if we won them, but we did them. Uh, last Insto... In studio show until probably next semester, but we might do some Skype. Maybe Jake will make a trip down here and there. But until then, until then, we're gonna move into the off season. Follow us on Twitter, Karen You Chasing Hist, songs about Jake and Two Birds One Stone. Thanks for listening. It's been fun. It's been great, and we'll catch you guys next time.